ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Season 1, Episode 6, First Day Out. Welcome everyone to episode 6 of the Juggalo Rewind, your new favorite Juggalo podcast. In a world of Juggalo podcasts, we're certainly one of them. <laughs> There's the tagline. We're one of them. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> My name's Peter, that's Chris. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Just uh, you know, bouncing back and forth here on two different songs as we review one song. Jesus, you're jumping right into it. You're not even, <laughs> Sorry. Not even letting us. <laughs> I was us, in the uh, middle of reading stuff. Chris is just doing his homework right now. I've been doing my homework for months and years on this project, and he's just <laughs> jumping on. <laughs> we we never really talked about that. We've literally talked about this for years. That's true. That's true. We've talked about it for a long yeah. time. And started and stopped. We're kind of like getting somewhere. We're like, oh, this is where we're going to launch, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. I feel like it took us two years to do this. It took us years to do our wrestling podcast, and we still never did the one we wanted to. <laughs> so maybe that's a future. Uh, it's the uh, the pan. We blame the pandemic on this one. That's what. That's definitely not the case. <laughs> not at all. Anyways, uh, as we said, we are, as you know, the Juggalo Rewind, and we want you to follow us on all social medias, Twitter and Instagram at. Juggalo RWD, Facebook's Juggalo Rewind, uh, the website is JuggaloRewind.com, and then you can always email us at JuggaloRWD at gmail.com. Any of those, you can find us, let us know what you think, give us a little follow, a little retweet, a little heart, a little... Heart ski. Yeah, whatever you do. Um, I... As I'm going to look up, just to make sure that I have it right, we're going to have to edit our notes here. I started a Juggalo Rewind TikTok. Oh, I didn't come in handy for uh, Halloween weekend coming up. But never mind. Time stabbing ourselves. Stupid fucker. <laughs> uh, now that you can just hear my thing running, uh, I think I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> it's there though. It is there. It's at Juggalo RWD. I don't know how to do anything with it because I just started to look for like the songs and like there's no twisted most tasteless songs in there to pull so you'd have to like do it yourself. Oh. So and that's the thing where you do is you do stuff to music right on there. Yeah, you do the like the you know. We'll hire my little brother as an intern for that. Oh so, yeah, he's the Mister TikTok, <laughs> TikTok famous. <laughs> that's what he tells cool. us. Anywho, um, so yeah, those are all of our socials. Just find the Juggalo Rewind on all those places and let us know you're out there. Um, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, anywhere that you're listening to podcasts, or just the website. Website yeah. has a nice little player on it. People want us to be on YouTube, and I don't get listening to something on YouTube. Like, if you can just listen through the internet and you need to do it there, just go to our website. Go to JuggaloRewind.com and click the little well, maybe people like button. using their YouTube app, though. What? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, I think people just, you have the app and they just go right through there, so we'll have to load them up there. <laughs> I, I, whatever. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'll get them up there. Don't worry. Okay. All you YouTubers, I'm here for you. I got your back. You and 
Jake Paul or Paul Logan. Who are the, who's the assholes? The the two brothers that are the shitty boxers. Yeah, yeah. Shitty wrestlers. <laughs> shitty human beings. All right, we're not shitty human beings. We're the Juggalo Rewind. We're Juggalos. <laughs> All right. So as you know, we deep dive one song at a time through a whole season, and this season we're talking most tasteless by Twisted. Mm-hmm. This week we're talking. First day out by Twisted. By Twisted, a cover though, huh? First cover a, on the first and I was gonna say only cover that Twisted's ever done, but that's a lie. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a cover season one day. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that and hungry like the wolf. <laughs> and people are strange, and I think that's it. Um, ICP those guy few. You got the above the law one. Blaze has oh, got the one. Yeah, now we're... <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah, go on. We're getting deep into it. Uh, I threw us down that rabbit hole. So, first day out by Twisted. Let's mention this first. This is officially... The title is First Day Out 98. That's true. We want to be correct here. And uh, am I not mistaken that it's... Is it spelled out, First Day Out, for Twisted or for ICP? Which ICP is, is uh, spelled out. Then maybe, uh, I don't know if Twisted's spelled out. We have just gotten confirmation from the vinyl that you can win if That's you right. uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or give us a, a uh, review on Apple. Uh, you can win this vinyl, which we're looking at right now. And Twisted, first day out, is the number one ST. First day out. Yep. Whereas ICP's is spelled out. Makes a big difference. And we like the minutiae of the little little things. Yeah, so the odds and ends we got to clean up here. Producer on this track would be the first one we've hit so far, Mike E. Clark. Legend. Do we want to talk about Mike Clark here? I mean, I don't know what else. If, if you don't know who Mike Clark is, it's local legend of... Yeah, if, you're, if you're not into the uh, juggle culture and just listening to this because you want to learn some things about the <laughs> juggle culture, yeah. Who, who is that? I don't know. You never know. Some people might be curious. <laughs> uh, Mike Clark, local legendary producer, uh, mostly, I would say, known for ICP of the 90s and on and off in the 2000s. The golden right? age. That's one way to say it. <laughs> and then uh, he also currently is on tour or I assume he's with Mike uh Mike Clark. He's with uh Kid Rock, right? Is he still with Kid Rock? I all I know from Kid Rock is he did all summer long. He got to uh hang his hat on that. But he actually uh, tours with him? Yeah, he's his um He's his new Uncle Cracker. <laughs> no. Paradigm is his new <laughs> oh, Uncle <yeah>. Cracker. <laughs> I think he's like either the the reruns the soundboard oh, or wow. the lighting or like That's crazy. He's on his uh his payroll. I mean, just going back through his history, he's done stuff for Kid Rock even as early as the 90s. He's produced for Esham, but he's also done like random, like other, like George Clinton. Uh, he's just all over the place and very famous, very uh, stuck. I wouldn't say stuck. Like he's definitely in the Juggalo world, but he's, okay. he's, he's an integral stuck. part. Yeah. I would call him the unofficial third member of ICP from that golden time frame. Yeah, and he clearly has uh, touched upon Twisted and Blaze and other stuff too. So. Right. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the go to in that era for sure. It's kind of interesting because he produced you know both. And they're both uh, you know different 
sound that uh, comes to the beat a little bit. What are you talking about? First day out and uh, uh, I let's look at that. There's no way he produced first day out on Carnival Carnage. I thought he was uh, listed as the producer. He didn't come on board until like Riddlebox, didn't he? Well, now the question is who made. Uh, I don't know. This isn't a Carnival Carnage podcast, so yeah, we we didn't do the research in that. But according to Genius, it says produced by Violent J and Mikey Clark. I guess he did come in early. I, maybe he did do some stuff on on Carnival Carnage. I just didn't think he did that CD. So all right, or that song. Like, we'll clear that up when we do the Carnival Carnage season. Yeah, <laughs> tune in in a couple of years when we get to that one. So Mike Clark produced. First day out, I guess for both. Uh, this track comes in at four minutes and twenty one seconds. Pretty. Uh, That's a long one. It is track number six on the original Most Tasteless, and it comes in at number nine on the reissue. Kind of interesting, interesting how now maybe we'll spend the uh, episode later on talking about this, but the the order of why they put things where they did. Right. Kind of interesting that you wouldn't just plug and play something like last week we talked about murder 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 and how that came off why didn't they just plug something in its place clearly i mean they would have but they also bumped this down the record like i wonder why you would do that yeah i mean i guess overall it's not that far off you know three tracks down but yeah it follows you said murder 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 and then the reissue it follows 85 bucks an hour which is definitely a completely different feeling (laughs) song so you know you kind of want to get a flow of the album so like you said, there's just a different flow, but what that flow is or what they were thinking at the time. Is- also, looking at the national you know, reissue, first day out, no 98 at the end. Just called first day out. Really? Yes. At least according to Wikipedia right now. I didn't pick up on that. God forbid we had the actual CD. <laughs> we had them out here uh, weeks ago, but... Yeah, they've now been put back away into the Juggalo archives <laughs> in, the, in the studio. I would say obviously, but if you've followed us this long... It being a Mike Clark-produced song, it's not on the demo, and it's not on the House of Horrors tour. This was clearly made once Twisted was on the label. And this is the first one, then, like you said earlier, the first Mikey Clark appearance, and this is the first psychopathic, straight psychopathic Twisted track. Let's just get into that right now. Um, We're going to take a little side venture here. A running theme of this season is the split between... What we think, or I mean, I won't even speak for Chris, what I think is the psychopathic sound once they signed versus the House of Crazies sound from before they signed, what they brought on. This song, if you're listening to the album, front to back, is clearly the first, like, jarring, oh shit, this is different. Mm -hmm. Like, so just looking at the, going down the list of episodes you've already listened to, Secondhand Smoke, Die Motherfucker Die, Murder, murder, murder is all like grimy, you know, house of crazy right. sounding, like not bad Detroit 90s rap, but like it's just got that sound. And then you hit this and it's like, oh, it's cleaner. It's almost like better produced. Mm-hmm. It's louder. It's a different vibe. And Most Tasteless is really the tale of two CDs, I feel like for being an iconic CD or iconic album, I should say. It's got a little, like, internal issue of what it wants to be. Right. Like, is it trying to be House of Crazes, or is it trying to be ICP? Yeah, and it's still it's, uh, making its persona. They're kind of figuring it out as they go along. Yeah, and their sound, for sure. Like, not even just who they are, but, like, 
what they sound like. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the song uh, in my notes, we can talk about it in each lyric, but uh, I'm curious how Twisted actually felt about this. Like, was there a point where they were like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. is not the way we want to go? Or are they. Yeah, you know, was this pitched to them? It had or, to have been, right? Or was or... it thrust upon them? <laughs> um, or was he just a big fan and was like, I want to cover this? There's no way, right? It's so, po- it's possible. I mean, there's definitely elements of all that. Like, did they want to do this? Maybe. They grew up knowing ICP true. and like either being fans of or being friends with. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they didn't have a problem with it. But right. as we go through the rest of the, the CD, the album, I'm wondering if in their head they're like, oh, this is cool. This is great. Oh, Maybe I didn't want to do this. Oh, now they're pushing their agenda on me. Mm-hmm. Oh, now like I'm compromising. Let's just take a sidestep. So Chris is a graphic designer. He makes his own t-shirts, his own brand. Uh, we haven't talked about that in a while. 20 by 20 apparel. You'd love to be signed and work for Vince McMahon in WWE, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. So like your first shirt, you'd be like, oh, cool. This is my design. This is what I like. This is my style. But the first time they like made you do something shitty, you're like, uh, I'm still here. It's my dream job. Right. But then like how many more of those till you're like, fuck, this is terrible. Like I'm not happy anymore. Right. So I'm sure this has to still be the honeymoon period, right? Oh, like, definitely. Cause they're at that point selling dozens, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and even yeah. that, even this, they're not nationally signed, but you know, I imagine they're going to sell the best they ever did at their life at this point right. with, I would, with that release. You would think that they've sold more Most Tasteless than all House of Crazies combined, right. right? But what was the point? And again, we've said this in the past, we're not going to dwell on the divide of ICP and Twisted or take sides, but there has to be a point where this went from cool to overbearing to their uh, artistic, mm-hmm. whatever. And Again, I think this CD has what's the word like a schizophrenic, like a a, a split yeah, back down the and forth. Yeah, it's as the re-release comes out, and and it's even more the, deep with the release for because sure. because the twisted song, the the House of Crazy songs come off, mm-hmm. and the psychopathic sounding songs with ICP on them come in, and right. I, I feel like they kind of took over, and I, I wonder if that was, I mean, obviously. That was 10, 15 years before the actual split, but I just, I wonder. They always had uh, kind of back and forth, even like, uh, way jumping ahead and stuff, but Green Book, they have some lyrics where they discuss that of like Frankenstein and things where it's like, yeah, I think they've always kind of wrestled with, they want to be their own thing, but they like being part of the whole world because obviously that's what, you know, before that came, they never had anything and that that level. So. Yeah, I think it's always a bit of back and forth struggle the whole the whole ride. Yeah, and this is like the first look at it. And like you said, the reissue not released that much further down the line, but it does feel yeah, like, like a completely six completely different album when you look at the track listing side by side. And like you said, the ones that they put in definitely feel like a like you said psychopathic. This one still feels like a House of Crazies. Like a, this feels like they took House of Crazies and like cleaned it up, gave it more direction. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, this one still feels like a House of Crazies one just kind of cleaned up where the reissue feels like, oh, this is way more psychopathic mm-hmm. uh, running with it. 
I'm distracted because I'm looking at this picture of Jamie Madrax with his long-ass pinky fingernail, and it's just <laughs> creepy how it's staring at me. I don't like it. All right, so we're going to touch on that, I think, further in, in every episode, and but we really haven't talked about it yet. I think it's something I've been assuming we're going to talk about, and we'll try to plug it in where we can, mm-hmm. but definitely this is the first, like... Uh, to a lay person listening to the CD, I would imagine like this is a jarring like holy shit like why is this song here? Mm-hmm. Not that it's good or bad. It's just it sounds like a different group and it's definitely recorded at a different time with a different producer from a different boss. You know, it's I don't and, know. and just like the boss, you only have the one guy singing it. <laughs> uh, yes, I I think that's something that I didn't put in my notes, but I definitely thought of. So we will <laughs> touch on that. All right, let's get into the lyrical deep dive of First Day Out. This is uh, the second week in a row for us, and the second track in a row that I would call a story song. Yeah, definitely. Story time with (laughs) Jamie Madrox, baby. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) Reference for the wrestling fan out there listening to (laughs) us. So yeah, it's definitely a story. You know, it goes through a... uh, series of events and not just rhyming for rhyming's sake that uh, goes through uh, this is one day right uh yes uh, the entire uh, first day out so you're just telling that story of that moment he leaves the uh, the jail correct obviously like we said this is a cover of icp's first day out from carnival of carnage and i think in going through the lyrics we had two choices we're either going to do one and then talk about the other, or we kind of have to do both at the same yeah, time. Back and forth. I think we kind of have to do both at the same time. Yeah. So allow me to uh, move my microphone mm-hmm. and uh, move my notebook here so I can talk about both songs at the same time. We have a lot of wire retention and management here in the studio. Okay, so like Chris alluded to, First Day Out is talking about the first day out of jail that the uh, storyteller is telling us about one thing that i noted and i think this is obvious but i'm just being an asshole when i'm going (laughs) through looking at this and maybe i it can't be true let the gates up so i bail sometimes i think is he escaping or did he literally like get bailed out of jail and that's why he's leaving yeah i think he's just using bail as the term that he's leaving i just like to think that they let the gates up i think (laughs) Maybe when I'm thinking they left the gates up, so he's like, oh, gates are up, I'm out of here. But yeah, in reality. It's, no, because he follows up with smart-ass mouth, even though I paid my dues. Like, he's, he's done, he's gotten out. Yeah, he paid his dues, then he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, why would his, why would his uh, people be waiting for him? They would know that he's leaving at that time. Have you never watched any jail movies or TV shows <laughs> where they bail someone out? Or they, <laughs> I just, bail <laughs> where they uh, break someone out of jail? Anyways, yeah, that's that was a stupid one. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so he's uh, been in jail for six months, talking about how shitty jail was. No, we didn't do. We should have looked at what uh, what charges get you six months in jail. That's not too heavy of a heavy a sentence. I don't know. Six months in county jail. That's kind of shitty. He's only in the county, right? In what county are we talking? He's not Wayne federal county? penitentiary. Yeah, not six months in Jackson. It's no. six months in Wayne County. I'm thinking he, like, stole a car or something, breaking and entering, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's from uh, stalking and killing the girl in the last <laughs> song, which also kind of funny. We should have brought that up. There's no way any of those crimes would have gotten you six months. <laughs> but it is funny that last, 
the, the the track before this is murder 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 where they talk about killing random people and then this song that follows it is about getting out of jail so <laughs> well maybe they didn't have enough to stick him like maybe he thought he was an accomplice to murder or something you know maybe they got him for all that jizz on the pillow <laughs> excessive masturbation <laughs> That should be a crime. It's a crime against humanity. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode if you want to hear about the scariest thing in the world. What keeps me up at night. Just, just thinking about someone jacking off on your pillows. Yeah, it's horrific. Hair sticking to it. <laughs> but there's been a lot of jacking off those six months in the county jail, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, those rubber shoes are squeaking. Maybe that's what most tasteless means. We've already tried to figure it out. Maybe it's about... <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't about? know. Go on. What were we talking oh, about? Jesus. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about, like, before we even get into that, the, the little intro part. Like, not the part where it says, I got another funky rhyme. Oh, but yeah, like the, the little, like, The person in the yell. background. Yeah. I always, I don't know. I always thought that was kind of fucking stupid, honestly. Like, the ICP version is... Oh, I love the ICP version. So it's talking about, it's shaggy. Yeah. But then, it's funny, and again... It, this one is Jay doing it for right yeah I think like, it's just a cool little nod that it was his song and he's like Madrox is covering it I think it's a cool I think it's him keeping his hands in the pie <laughs> and he can't get out of it like why didn't they let Monoxide do that I get that point but it's it was his song originally so it I was. think it's just kind of cool he's like oh shit he's doing my shit man this is cool I it's was a, fine with it. It's a, we'll talk about that later, because there's another part that does the same thing. <laughs> it's also funny that he says, they're going to remake the Wicked shit. Like, I, I never picked up on that until I looked at the lyrics. Oh, really? But, so he says, you know, oh, shit, Twisted, this is my shit. They're going to remake the Wicked shit. So it's like he's calling out that they're remaking his thing. Like, he's yeah. proud of it. Yes, he's proud of his, uh, his son. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Anyways... Uh, as the story goes, the uh, storyteller, as we will say, gets out of jail, talks about how shitty it was, gets picked up by his buddies, and, you know... And the hoopty muff- muffler dragon. <laughs> gets so good. Driven home. Uh, here's the, the first thing that Chris and I have already discussed before the uh, microphones got turned on. The whole Fago versus the moon mist. So, there's a lot of this... A lot of the lyrics are the exact same, right? So, uh, a lot of just small little tweaks and changes, like right. chrome toilet, rolled blankets, rubber shoes has changed, you know, that small things like that. Some of it's exact, and then some right. of it's, like, pretty close, but the uh, the change of the Fago is almost gone, and the two liter of Moon Mist, so yeah. didn't, did you have a note about I, made, I just made, I like Fago better than Moon Mist. Fago, I, I just hate Moon Mist and Mountain Dew, so maybe that's why. Could be. I like them just saying Fago. I like that better. And I like uh, Mexican Village better than KFC. But other yeah. than that, overall, I would say the uh, the Madrox one flows better. I think it's interesting, and maybe it's because the beat is slower mm-hmm. than the original, that Jay's literally... I was singing this to myself at work while I was doing this. <laughs> he just sings, and the Fago is almost gone. Like It's like he's talking. And I know that turns into like... Jay's style of like rapping but the fact that he said all that in one line and Jamie says and the two liter of moon mist is almost gone yeah it's a lot quicker yeah he double times it and that's just showing like his style I guess yeah I mean 
I think we've already alluded to this that Madrax is probably the best of the the bunch of the four when it comes to like just wrapping and flowing. Yeah, flowing. So that you know that makes sense here. And um, Jay to me is always like influenced by uh, like Ice Cube's uh, cadence. I feel like when it comes to that, so I, I that's what I kind of get out of Jay's version of this song. All right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just um, the, just the way it sounds. It sounds more of that like old school West Coast. Um, wow, you're that's a we're stretching on that. I'm not saying it sounds like that. I'm just saying I think that's what he's influenced on the way he like he's trying to rap in those early years. Is he's trying to like sound like those guys? Like I think he's just straight talking the way it the way it hits. I think that's what he's, he's trying to do. I'm not saying he's doing it correctly. All right. <laughs> um, so as the story goes, they're in the car. He's as Chris alluded to that he wants to. Uh, stop the jack-off session and actually find a woman. Um, uh, according to these lyrics, though, it sounds like his nuts are backed up like he wasn't jacking off in the pen. <laughs> nuts are kind of anxious to drop a load. Like, I mean, if he's jerking off, they wouldn't be that tight. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is not what I expected when we started this podcast. <sighs> um, yeah, maybe that's more of a mental thing than a, a physical thing. True. I don't know. That makes sense. Although, <laughs> Jay says, my nuts are kind of hard, so I need a mate. <laughs> <laughs> that really sounds funny. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, uh, in both, they have their friend hook him up with a girl. And uh, this is where I think shit gets funny. I mean, not that it hasn't already been funny. <laughs> They both claim, you know, they can't pick the girl up because they can't drive, so you better take the bus or the, the cab. Mm-hmm. This is what I... I'm going to start going into a rant here. <laughs> I have a couple rants. You mad about on. the SEMTA bus? <laughs> Follow me. Well, I, I guess maybe we should skip ahead a little. We'll, we'll go, and then we'll come back. So the girl meets him, right? He wants... He says he's going to pay, but then he forgot his money. Mm-hmm. So she has to pay... For the cab. And, and the dinner, too. <laughs> and the dinner. But then they go right into eating again. So follow me here, and I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going with the, the twisted version, okay? And I apologize that I'm reading this and not singing it. You want me to sing? No, that's okay. We'll save that for the Patreon. Um, he talks to the girls that he knows. Uh, uh, pick me up a three, can't, the bus don't ride your street. We can eat around the corner at KFC. You can take a cab and I'll pay the fee. When she showed up, she was out of luck and he forgot his wallet and his truck. So they went to KFC and <laughs> ate. The next line, you go down, drunk as fuck, smell Alec and bomb, chewing on his food like a carnivore, and then they're talking about like slurping up the, the every last bit through your missing tooth, like the bowl of soup. Yeah, he's not eating a bowl of soup, but fucking no. And then they go into like the shrimp and the steak yeah. and the wine. So what happened to fucking KFC? Yeah, the the whole KFC part makes no sense. So, so going so, back, also, uh, oh, I guess no, you could get a bowl of soup and uh, a steak at a Mexican <laughs> village. So yeah, twisted adding the uh, Madrox adding the KFC doesn't really make any sense at all in this. Because I'm, I'm saying it's all the same meal. You're saying there's two meals here? That's what I'm asking. Like, <laughs> even Mexican Village is wheel, it was weird. You're like, you're not getting... They got a carne asadas. <laughs> just couldn't fit that in. So <laughs> he's like, how do I... Chewing on my carne asada like a carnivore. 
<laughs> like, I think it's just weird that, on, or is he saying, maybe I misread this, we can eat, a, no, it's not like, hey, you know that KFC on the corner? There's a real sweet steak place <laughs> like, nice, around the corner. That so sells like, 1954 vintage wines? <laughs> yeah, like, meet, <laughs> meet me at the KFC and not 10 feet further, like, at the actual restaurant. Like, he, I he, just, was, he was ready to pay for the KFC, and then when he realized he could scam her and not bring his money, he's like, oh, shit, let's go to this steakhouse next door. I mean, maybe. That, that, that has 54 be. wine. And it's interesting that, like, I guess I never picked up on this till I read this, that she was dressed to impress, chewing dentine gum, and he was drunk as fuck. So he's saying that, like... Oh, she, yeah. She, I thought he was chewing the dentine gum when I first... Yeah, yeah I, I don't... I, I think he's insinuating that she came looking nice, and he looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. And he, they don't care. Uh, J version... Uh, da, da, da. She's all prettied up for nothing. I'm smelling like shit. So I, I think they're both insinuating that this girl thought it was going to be a nice date, and and a juggalo showed up. Yeah, which <laughs> both of our wives know how that is. Um, so yeah, that was my note about the fucking went to KFC and then went to dinner. I mean, not that I haven't done that, but it seems very strange. So let's go back here, and I have a question for you, Christopher, yes. because I think you brought it up earlier. With a knot in my sock, bitch, I thought you knew. Right. How do and I guess in the ICP version that is not in my sock. You uh, dumb bitch, you right? Is that what he says? That's hilarious because I have two different versions of two different <laughs> things here. Um, what do you think "not in my sock" means? Because I've gathered two different things. He's got his money rolled up and tucked in his sock. And so he has it, but he doesn't want to spend it. Yeah, on he her. doesn't have a wallet. He's just keeping his money hidden in his sock, and she doesn't know it's there. He's fooling her with his wallet not being there. That's what I thought. I think I read somewhere that it was insinuated that that's his ankle tether. No, that can't be right. Because I forgot my wallet in the glove box of my truck. Flip the, foot the tab for the cab and the dinner, too, with a knot in my sock. Bitch, I thought you knew. Like, yeah, does it... I thought you knew what that I had money and I'm not going to spend it on you, or is it? Hey, I'm a piece of shit. I'm and just, I, I, I only gotta, have no money. That actually makes more sense. I don't know. I just I'm, I don't. Yeah, know. I took it as he was hiding his money, but it does make more sense that he would say, "Bitch, I thought you knew that I'm fresh out of jail and I have no money because I haven't been working." Right. Or hey, I'm fresh out of jail and I keep my money in my sock. But then <laughs> hey, you have money. You didn't forget it. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I guess it works. And how does he have a truck? <laughs> to leave it in. Well, he always had his truck just sitting there. It was idle. Someone had to start it for it, though, so the battery didn't die. Where did that come from? <laughs> you're, lo- you're looking very deep into this. Six, six months without your truck, someone's got to start it for you. That's true. <laughs> I'm looking deep. You're the one dissecting what's in his sock. <laughs> <laughs> Better than what he put in the pillowcase in the last song. <laughs> come on, now. Um, okay, then... Uh, oh, dentine gum. You don't hear that much anymore. Uh, I think I chew dentine gum. <laughs> you still buy dentine gum? I buy something. I don't really buy any gum. Well, I have a... Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one place I don't chew gum is on the podcast, because we're professionals. That's <laughs> what we've been told. Okay, so now they're eating dinner, which... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again. Uh, uh, they're eating soup. Uh, she goes to the bathroom, and when she goes to... <laughs> They're eating soup. That's <laughs> what? He plopped in his face. He plopped his face in the bowl of soup. Right? That, that visual is funny. She goes to the bathroom, 
And then he takes that opportunity to buy wine, steak, shrimp. I mean, he's, he's I got going a big problem here. Okay, uh, you go ahead. He's buying a nice steak, nice 1954 vintage wine. He's getting the steak well done, like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> dipping it in ketchup. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't pick up on That's that. That's the worst thing about the entire song, is he wants a steak well done. No one... Saying he's well, he's not saying because he's a murderer in the last song, so this makes sense that he'd be a serial killer because only serial killers get their steaks well done. I, I would probably get my steak well done. <laughs> I quit, I'm no longer <laughs> on this podcast. I don't like the raw, bloody meat, it shouldn't go anywhere above even medium to me, seems insane. Medium rare, I like a nice, even gray. Gray. <laughs> when I think of a good steak, I want it gray. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Oh, I just dropped the microphone. Yeah, yeah. that was my biggest uh, beef with this song. Beef? <laughs> no pun intended. Violent J was his. No. Hey Louie, bring a fucking steak. Yeah, with that. I like that line too. Hey Louie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a place where. How do they know the names of the fucking waiters? <laughs> Garcon and Louis. Yeah. Louis sounds like a cooler waiter. I'd want to go to his restaurant over Madrox's restaurant. Louis sounds like the guy who hey, works Louis. at fucking Kone. <laughs> it does. It should, it should be, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy at Lafayette? Fasal? Yeah, <laughs> Fasal. <laughs> Bring some fucking fries with that. <laughs> Three on two. <laughs> Double chili. No onion. Any juggalos not in the Metro Detroit area have no idea what... <laughs> Disgusting right yeah, now. <laughs> uh, that would be a reference to Lafayette Coney Island and the best waiter in the city. <laughs> he's uh, a he's a he's high on the uh, seniority list because he's never there at nights anymore. He used to he used to run into him at nights there. Now he's seen him lunchtime crowd. Uh, also, shout out to Mayo who works at Dooley's Coney Island. He used to only work on the weekends. I don't know if he's still there. I don't know anyone. I mean, I know Dooley's, but I don't know any of the, the staff. staff by name. No. Uh, anyone who wants to come to Detroit and hang out with us and buy us Coney, we'll take you to the best place available. We don't like time stamping ourselves on here, but you know, every year is Halloween at Fright Fest. People come to town, so let us know. We'll be at either of them. Especially if you're buying Coney's. <laughs> um, Back to the story at hand. But, yes. One thing that changed, obviously, we talked about the uh, the wine. Jay goes for the 52 and Madras <laughs> goes for the 54. So I was trying to find a, a 52 wine. I don't. I don't know if I found anything correct here, but I did find a allegedly fifty-four bottle of wine, same style. It would be five hundred twenty-nine euros, so it's six hundred twenty-four dollars. That seems cheap for a wine from nineteen fifty-four, doesn't it? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> but yeah, according to my research here, uh, that wine now would cost six hundred twenty-four dollars. That's the one thing that Chris researched in this fucking episode is how much wine costs. How <laughs> much wine costs? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Doesn't look at the, the lyrics or where the song is coming from, but he looked at fucking wine. Here's something that I looked into while you were looking at fucking wine prices in euros. You go to the J version, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let me go back. The bitch jumped up with a boom. I have to fix my hair. And broke to the bathroom. By the way, the voice, the woman's voice on the ICP one always cracks me up. I have to fix my hair. <laughs> it sounds so funny. <laughs> Go on. The bitch jumped up with a boom. I have to fix my hair. And broke to the bathroom. 
Okay, so she clearly says, I have to fix my hair and broke to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Da-da-da-da, he, he orders all the food. He thinks she's taking a shit. She comes back. She's back now, and her hair ain't fixed. Probably took a long, greasy ass smelly shit. Great line. So she says, <laughs> greasy she has, ass smelly shit. She has to fix her hair. She comes back, and he says it doesn't look any different. Jamie Madrox, go to his version. Um, the bitch jumped up faster than a race and told me she had to powder her face. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's right. an old timey, like I have to powder my nose, I have to go to the bathroom. Yep. Didn't talk about her hair, right? Right. She comes back. She's back now, and her hair ain't fixed. Oh, he didn't fix the lyrics. So, like, did, <laughs> did he literally, like, I'm, I'm not judging him for doing this, but, like, did he have Jay's lyrics, like, written and just, like, hey, I can double time this. I want to change Faye, go to right. this. I da 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 And he didn't think about that. Like, <laughs> I the, never thought of it till you mentioned it here. The, I just, the, it sounded fine to me. The consistency that her hair, well, she didn't say anything about her hair. <laughs> so... That's funny. I did not catch that. Good that, call. <laughs> that's what we do here on the Juggalo Rewind. Both were insinuating that they're taking shits, though. Well, yeah. I mean, that's um, that's okay. But ICP's or Violent J's version of the shit is much funnier because it says greasy ass. <laughs> <laughs> and in both of them, the girl comes back and they're like, um, you know, why are you still eating? Let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here. So We uh, also didn't say uh, the difference between Jay is eating it like a pit bull and... Madrox eating his like a carnivore. I mean, I guess, uh, I don't know which one's better. <laughs> carnivore is just, uh, I mean, he's a meat eater. He's a meat eater himself, right? A human's a carnivore, right? Stellar commentary, like Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about fixing your hair instead of taking a shit, and he's talking uh, about carnivores. I just wanted to point out that was another difference in here. He's just been playing dinosaur with his kids lately, so he wants <laughs> to talk true. about herbivores and carnivores. <laughs> <sighs> um, I ain't saying nothing, though. Uh, other note that uh, Madrox throws in, then we can watch a horror flick. So that yeah, throws more of the... Like the horror film fans, uh, is there? Oh uh, yeah, more a little bit of a Twisted's uh, persona getting sprinkled in on this track. Yeah, their gimmick, kind of like that that guy who sp- sprinkles the steaks online, a little meme guy. <laughs> they're sprinkling this, the Twisted is, on how this many, track. How many times are you gonna fucking do the sprinkle move with your fingers <laughs> when no one can see it except for me? They kind of hear it. <laughs> Stupid ass. Uh, it's like Emerald with the bam. <laughs> Notice that the uh, little interlude between versions, or versions, between verses, Madrox is super short. Right. You're employed? Uh, shit. Nah. Oh, uh, shit. Nah. That part's really funny, <laughs> though. <laughs> but then on the ICP version, it's like way longer. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, selling crack rock to his <laughs> wife. <laughs> Which is funny, but it's just it's interesting that that's like a longer part and not a you know, yeah. A short. I don't know which one I like better because the the long drawn out ah shit is funny, but Jay dropping Verner in Springwell yeah. <laughs> that fat bitch in the kitchen is real good too. They're both I don't know they're equal to me. I can't pick one. <laughs> they both crack me up. Well, we're not asking anyone to pick and choose. We're I know, just, you know going saying. back and forth between the two. It's a yeah. So both are hilarious to me. Are you gonna have to go to Werner and Springwell and take a picture and put it on the Instagram? Um, that's a no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's probably a fantastic uh, uh, restaurant right around that area. So 
Yeah, we'll have to Google that if we grab a Coney. It well, that's pretty <laughs> close to uh to Dooley's there. It's Dooley's country. Yeah, there. I mean, there was an amazing taco truck that was in a restaurant or a grocery store parking lot in that area, and I can't, it might have been literally on that intersection because me and it, cousin Aaron were out there eating and by referencing a lot of early isn't, lines like that. Isn't that the one that's across the street from Tellway? No. There's a different one? Because that's in the Family Dollar parking no, lot. No, this one's in a like just straight-up neighborhood grocery store type deal. Mm. And the taco truck was just straight-up, like, nothing on it. Just, like, white. <laughs> Not even a logo, but it was fantastic. Nope. Anyways, we're way off subject yeah, here. We're talking about food. Um, but I'm... when it comes to Southwest Detroit, man, the food is top-notch over there. It is. Uh, next verse. They don't have steaks, though, in 54 vintage wines. <laughs> Not at uh, Armando's or Soshimoko's. <laughs> Next verse, they talk about, both of them, they're at home. I'm sorry. They're at the girl's home uh, meeting her father, and they both want to leave so that they can uh, alleviate their problem with their nuts, <laughs> as Chris so eloquently <laughs> talked backed about up before. Nuts. They don't need much time, then, if it's been backed up for six months, though. It's true. Now... I've always wondered this, so let's get your opinion, Christopher. Uh, we'll just go with the Madrox version. Besides, he slipped me a 50, but then again, I'm kind of shifty. Mm-hmm. Did he steal that 50, or did the guy give it to him? I thought he gave it to him to like take his daughter out for a nice night, is what he was saying. And, the guy just, and they just pocketed it. That's how I always took it. That's interesting. No, they both let them use their car... But I always took it as they like stole the fifty dollar bill. Yeah, no, I took it as he gave it to him for a night out. But it doesn't make any sense since the night out already happened. <laughs> he just put it right in his sock. Yeah, the timeline's kind of fucked up here. I'm, I'm assuming maybe they he picked. No, he didn't pick her up. She met him. She got dropped off. How did they get to their house? Yeah, this story doesn't make any sense. Well, I guess that doesn't say that she didn't drive. It's not like she took the bus. They just say like, "Hey, get your ass on the bus, bitch." <laughs> but that doesn't. But- <laughs> I'm sure that's what they said, but that's, it's not saying that she didn't drive. So she could have driven them to her house and then she just picks up and drives right to his house Mm -hmm. where his old man is on the couch and they both, you know, tell them to kick rocks. Yeah. Like, Hey, um, (laughs) take your ass to the bar and don't come home soon or for a while, depending on your, uh, song persuasion. Right. And then the next line we have to talk about, <laughs> which is the same in both of them, right? I mean, I guess uh, you don't I, change something that's that good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when something's true, you're fucking stuck with it. There's only one slight change, but a juggalo's known for smacking hose, so I need to bust nut, so I switch to the Mac mode. <laughs> so they're basically saying that they beat women. Is uh, Am I correct? Different time? I don't know. <laughs> you you always hide behind the different time. Uh, yeah, that line don't age well. At least you can say it's not, not Twisted's fault on this one. <laughs> like they just, it's not Twisted's fault. He didn't change it. Yeah, he's just like, he well, kept it. So yeah, that's, that's, that's why. That shit's fresh. I'm keeping that. <laughs> it's not what he's these, these opinions are that of Chris <laughs> and not of the entire podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. The, for ICP being a group that's all like you know, high and mighty on some shit, and then right. they throw things in like that. It's, I mean, they were young kids at this time. Yeah, that's, a, that's an excuse. All right. 
Next verse, which is going back to my original um, issue. So you have Monoxide doing the little like interlude, right? <laughs> I'll just wait. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by Chris getting up and getting two more Miller lights. I thought it'd be smooth. There's nothing smooth about me moving. <laughs> no smoothness. Twisted version, Monoxide does the little uh, interlude here about the, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Like the smooth talking, if you will? Like R&B, jazzy, uh, yeah, the, the, yelling all nuts. The John B. So Monoxide does it on this version because uh, someone can correct us and we're not on Carnival Carnage here. I don't think that's Shaggy doing it on the original version. I always thought it was. I don't know. I couldn't find any writing or like musical credits on it. I don't know why we couldn't assume that's John. It's just to me, it doesn't sound like Shaggy. But John, who Kitchass, his brother. Oh, but like, come on, this is a Juggalo podcast, guys. You're supposed to be a Juggalo elite. <laughs> so I, I, I'm uh, I'm in twisted uh, mindset here. Sorry, sir. Oh. <laughs> Sir, um, <laughs> got me all embarrassed. I mean, it could be Shaggy, but Shaggy at this point is fucking seventeen years old, like sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I don't know. Well, you know I love you, so why don't you just let me fuck you? Now, bitch, I know you's a freak, so let me get a little kiss on your cheek and a fuck to go with that. Come on, nympho. Let me hit that Tell you what, you let me stick it And I got a leftover piece of chicken for you Maybe I need to re-listen to it, but I... Well, um, it's actually on Genius here, and I remember listening to this. The jam exam that ICP you know, does, Shaggy discusses it, saying this rap is dope as fuck, and then once again it switches up to like some R&B shit, and back then, around that time, like Boys Men were hidden... All kinds of groups like that were hidden. And the song would always break down to some like deep voice, romantic ninja. Um, no, he doesn't say if it's him or not. He just says, <laughs> "Well, thanks a lot." <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but like, you think he would have? You think he would have? Uh, I remember them discussing that. You think he would have said, "Oh, that's my brother. That's not me." <laughs> uh, we'll save that for the Carnival of Carnage podcast. <laughs> Uh, you delete that part. <laughs> no, this is perfect. Because uh, he says explains the delivery of his verse on the song. No, well, maybe it is. I, I I'm bad at some stuff like this. Like I don't know who's what. I still don't know who any of the three of Alazul are by their voice. <laughs> no one does. So yeah, no, it could be him. I apologize for wasting our time with us. <laughs> My point being that Monoxide picks up that version, which goes back to Chris's point earlier in the episode. If you are a lay person, and by I say lay person, I mean not of the juggalo persuasion, <laughs> you probably assume at a certain time that Jay is the leader and Shaggy's like the co host. Right. Kind of like I'm the leader and Chris is the co host. That's right. I'm the Bobby Heenan of the show. <laughs> um, does this song lend the fact that Madrox is the leader and Monoxide is the secondary? Or is it just so happens that, like, hey, we're doing a song that has one person. I have to do it. We can't split it. Like, I feel like it's not as obvious for Twisted. I never thought of that during this time. I don't know if I did either. I think I thought of them as a group, but 
right. but doesn't this kind of like if you're following the trend is the fat funny guy the, <laughs> the leader and the quiet skinny guy is like the go behind I, I don't know yeah I mean I always wonder that in general on both groups like because the one is obviously like more in the forefront he's more of the you know has more lyrics I don't know seems like he's ahead but yeah the ideas equally pitched I'm sure they're not in ICP's case it seems like Jay is pretty much like he has his ideas, but like, yeah, is tw- is t- twisted uh, equally with their ideas when it comes to it. I, I think it's l- it feels less of a leader a and a follower on on their end. Right. I I would agree. I just it's I, I don't I think this yeah this lends song lends I mean. to people thinking that if if you're an ICP fan for this many years and then you get to this, you're like, oh, they're just. I was about to say, it kind of uh, lends to the fact that they're a mirror image of them, too. When oh, they're, yeah. they're trying to break away. Like, maybe this wasn't the best song for them to do. <laughs> like That I makes me know. go back to the very beginning where, like, did they want to do this, or was it told, hey, you should do this track? Um, I I think they were told to do it, but that's my <laughs> that's opinion. That's a question we need to, on the wrap-up show, if we ever could get to the round of getting the true story on it, because... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's ever gotten answered by anybody. <laughs> right. Now... This is, again, where I go to this. In the ICP version, so Shaggy does the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Until the very end. Twisted's version, Monoxide gets cut in half by Violent J interrupting him. So he, again, I'm not (laughs) trying to be an asshole, but he takes over that part. Like, he's like, get out of my way. Like, this is what I'm doing. And then you have a back and forth. Um, they have an 85 bucks an hour reference, which is a, a reference to Mike Clark. And oddly enough, that uh, a song like later on mm-hmm. in, in this CD, but I don't know. It's just, it's weird that he interjects himself on some songs like, uh, let's go back the twisted intro smoke break. Now, first day out, like I get that. Giving them the rub. <laughs> that they are the boss <laughs> and they feel the need to put their stamp on everything. But we are now six songs in and Jay's been on at least three tracks. Yeah, but I feel like none of it has been overpowering. It's just a little sprinkling. And and I get it. One was an intro, one was an interlude. Like, I get that. And this time, I feel like it's more, yeah, you're trying to you sign these guys, you're trying to bring them in, and you're trying to be like, hey, we're, they're part of our... Because they did not a lot of luck bringing in new artists on their label at the time. No, definitely And these not. ones... These ones? <laughs> <laughs> Twisted seemed more like a... There were, you know, people were gravitating to it more, so I don't know. I, I, the, at the time, and looking back on it, I don't think it's more of a, like, he needs to get his shit in, as they say in wrestling. I felt <laughs> more of a... Uh, it was just kind of, yeah, giving them the rub and... It didn't feel overpowering, at least at this point. All right. I don't know. Maybe that's just me looking back and uh, potentially, you know. Seeing the future rip- ripples. Yeah, uh, maybe this is the first. You throw the stone in the water. It's the first ripple out in the water. It's very zen. <laughs> the Juggalo Zen cast. <laughs> oh, man. We come up with a lot of different names for this. That's when we need a list of all the names we come up with as we record episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh that's what I got. That's all I got for lyrics. Little uh, note here: missionary style sex to end this out. A little smooth talking. She was on her back, just straight for. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> I mean, you're fresh out of jail. I guess you don't want to go too crazy. I, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Look what we're, we're dissecting the lyrics. Come on. I always thought so. Uh, fucking now we're just getting into this. What? Why not? Why are we not doing this? On both songs, <laughs> they both talk about continuing to eat the chicken, which is good. Um, on both versions, <laughs> the line is continue to eat the chicken. <laughs> the line is first day out, and I caught my nut. <laughs> I always thought like I, I know that's like a phrase, but it's so I don't know. The, you caught it. <laughs> the way the the way the beat hits and like when you were you sing this live back in the day and you're like singing along like oh this sounds cool as hell this is sweet you're like I'm singing I caught my nut yeah it sounds fucking ridiculous I think maybe I always thought it was like I got my nut either way it's ridiculous well yeah you got fucking five thousand people talking about jerking off your fucking but like just even uh, it's just. Like, I'll still listen to it and just nod my head like, oh, this shit's sweet. But yeah, yeah you show this to just a normal person on the street, they're like, what are you listening to? <laughs> normal <Coughed> person. Your <laughs> you just, everyone on the floor at the State Theater is doing the journal <laughs> sign there and then... <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> now, I will admit something. Uh, not admit something, but I will say... <laughs> no, this is bad. Where, where's this going? Yeah, that's bad. Obviously, like, I, I kind of shit-talked icp about this like two minutes ago but there's definitely a reason why they did it this way like you're right they needed the rub Mm -hmm. and well and no one listening on a certain side of the fence is gonna like this (laughs) there was a time where i was at a show a twisted show and i don't know if they were like playing new stuff or like that particular crowd wasn't that into that show on that day yeah and they played this song, and the place went fucking banana. I feel like I remember that era of that happening and, and seeing like, it, too. And I don't want to insinuate that, like, it was a, a down era. It could have been a, just a bad night. It could have been a, a shitty uh, f- group of fans that night. But, like, I was very distinct. I don't know if you were at that show. I distinctly remember being with our buddy Chris from Denver. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Because I was looking at something on my phone, like the first song, and he looked at me and he's like, you're already bored? <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I just was looking at like a text or something. This is the one thing about when you go to a show with uh, with Pete here is that he never looks like he's having a good time. <laughs> well, that's just, <laughs> I'm always like, you hate this band? And no matter what band we're in. That's just life in general. That's not uh, just concerts. But yeah, I was just looking at something. I just remember that very distinctly. And when this song was like, I'm probably one of the first five, mm-hmm. and it just... Everyone went ballistic. I remember, like, I mean, it might have been a different show, but I think like you said 20-something years ago at this point, yeah, that that definitely is a thing. Like, they had to... The Juggalo fans, at least at that time, were not too welcoming on Outsiders. It was a very <laughs> inclusive... Inclusive, yeah. yeah uh, it took a hard time for people to break through. Like yeah, for now. sure. And Twisted definitely did. And I think, yeah, like you said, these, these songs, these moments kind of helped do that. Now, if there's a question I would ever get to ask Twisted about this... I mean, I'd love to ask like what we've been talking about for the past hour, but I would almost say you now have your own label. You've signed. I mean, Blaze is different because Blaze was like already there. their their buddy. You signed Alazul. You signed Gibby. You bring on guys like that. Right? Have you learned from how you were treated what to or what not to do with a new person? Right. So like. 
not that we're getting like super deep into you know magic ninja or these other bands but like how many songs on the almighty for all azul is twisted on are they One on any yeah and like it wasn't super overpowering right mm-hmm. like they didn't change their entire sound or like that song that cd didn't sound disjointed no um I think Madrox is on Gibby's first CD or first song <laughs> CD. Yeah, um, they weren't on any of the Lars songs. I don't think. No, I don't think Lars had anybody. Um, they were a Rest whole in different. Peace, Lars, that was a sweet <laughs> album. <laughs> they're. I thought I saw something about a new album out of them. I thought they're not on the label anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, they have a bunch of people on their label now. Oh, the horror, and uh, they've had other people. Mm-hmm. I can't. Who's that other? The two guys. I don't even remember their name right now. But yeah, I just wonder if, obviously, they learned from their past or from, just like anyone, like, mm-hmm. you learn how someone treats you, you don't want to treat someone like that. Like, your boss, when you were a kid, probably treated you like shit, because right. you were a stupid 16-year-old. <laughs> if you're working with a kid now, do you think, like, hey, I don't want to treat him like I got treated? I wonder if they have an element of that. Uh, and does it come specifically from this era? Right. I think they both probably would be different. I mean, at that time, you're both the same age, you know. And uh, you're the you know the ones mentoring them are the same age as you, and I think it's a different time. Like it's a lot easier to put someone out now. Like both of them, both labels could sign someone a lot easier, and you know with streaming and everything, getting it out there as opposed to back then. You, I feel like you're investing a lot more, so you're really trying to, mm-hmm. you know, pull them into your world. But yeah, I agree to that point. That it'd be interesting to hear their take on what they learned on how they were treated. With how they treat their uh, their talent, for yeah. sure. I think that is a interesting point. Maybe we'll ask someone that one day. We'll see. I think we kind of caught our nut on the <laughs> lyrical side of that. History of the track, obviously, that's what we were talking about the whole fucking thing. We bounced back and forth between this version and Carnival of Carnage version. So, with a cover, I don't know how else we can we could have done that. Mm-hmm. They're tied together for sure. Yeah. And we kind of talked about how they are live and the everlasting, you know, part that this has in Juggalo history. It's. I feel like it, it was big for a moment, and I feel like now it's just lost. Like it's from an, a past era. From a past era. Like really, though. I mean, do they ever play this live anymore? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. But I think it was. I distinctly remember gathering 2002. I think. Them playing this live and like the crowd, like all like when he does the R and B like talk along, the yeah. whole crowd just like they just stop and the crowd just does it. I feel like it was huge for that early two thousands era, and I feel like now it's just kind of like you know it's not in their pantheon. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I can bring yeah. all the big words on this podcast. <laughs> and if they didn't do this song now, I wouldn't blame them. No, it doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Whatever. So I. But even before, it seemed like it kind of just like faded away, like it was there for a brief moment. This is going deep into the Juggalo culture. (laughs) Are there? How do I even want to phrase this? I need to pause and think for a second. Are fans either too new or too young that listen to Twisted and don't know this is a cover, don't know where it's from? I think they just don't even know it. <laughs> I think it's just uh, 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 the cover and the original are just from such a forgotten time of 
I don't know. We always discuss this of like eras of juggalos that come through because yeah. there's definitely distinct groups of juggalos. You see, they they all like almost even look different. Like the ones you go to shows, like <laughs> throughout the time, they kind the crowds kind of change. <laughs> like the younger, you know. Obviously, we're just old ass shitty men when we go to the shows, but yes. you can see the groups of you know the crowds kind of evolve. I think either version is of a of a different time. Did you even answer my question? Or are you just babbling about how jugglers look? <laughs> I was I was babbling, but I'm saying I don't I don't think they know it's a cover. I don't think they even know the song. I get that, like you know, we've talked about uh, how people could be listening to this or listening to Twisted that just picked up their new CD or just heard them on Warp Tour, so they don't know the back catalog, which is fine. I just wonder if the jug like the not those people. Because those Someone are like, listening to both. Yeah, like if you definitely consider yourself a juggalo, right? Do you know the song or the original? Most. I've. Uh, this is again diving deep. <laughs> I've been to shows like a Blaze show where he plays a song off the EP, and, and no people straight up don't know it. Yeah. If he played that for us right now, I would be <laughs> running on stage right. naked. Like, thank you. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, it's, it feels like it's a different era. Like, there's people, and you could see pockets of people who will. But yeah, the vast majority of concert-going fans, maybe? Not so much. That's interesting. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's a young man's game. <laughs> Live music. Why'd you just wink at me when you said that? <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, I would have thought when we wrote this down that this would have been like an everlasting kind of juggalo culture song but maybe it's not it's like you said lost to time yeah it feels of an era <laughs> it blew, blew my mind wait I may need to, to you need another smoke break <laughs> I need to put that down and talk about it later that's that's interesting to me not that I like hold Carnival Carnage in this high respect like it's uh fucking the Beatles White Album or whatever. <laughs> I don't even like the Beatles. I don't even know why I just said that. It's more like the Beatles, uh, um, like one of the first Beatles albums when they first show up on the shores, you know? White Album's more like uh, Bizarre Bizarre. They switch their style up. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for your normal music podcast. <laughs> also, this song, the Twisted version of First Day Out, is found on their cryptic collection Valentine's Day edition. I've never seen that one or like seen the track listing. I want to say it's like a white cover, white and red cover. I don't think I own it. Is there a tour like thing or something or a uh, shop exclusive putting you on the spot? <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. You have the computer. You look right. it up. And then obviously we said there's no samples. That's like a, it's a cover of ICP. Uh, one thing I did want to note, I, I want to note like it's my thing. <laughs> um, the ending on the island version on the of the reissue is a little different than the original. Yeah, they trim off Jay laughing in the outro. Yeah. Um, I think you kind of find that through a lot of Twisted songs. And maybe it's just the next one. I think it's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of like background banter that you kind of hear that you know from the recording that mm-hmm. makes it seem like a fun little party in there. Like you hear them talking or blaze yeah. or something like that gives it a little something and yeah they cut that off of the island version here so i'm look i'm looking up a cryptic collection valentine's day edition <laughs> oh no well first of all it was 
um, available through the Eat Your Heart Out tour in 2017. Hmm. There's two versions. Secondly, the tour came with copies of the fixed copy of the album in the sleeve. Oh, I vaguely remember that. But by the way, like looking at the track listing, it's <sighs> all it? the tracks like we... <laughs> All the songs that we don't want to yeah. talk about. She Ain't Afraid, Dirty Little Girl, Fucking the First Date, <laughs> First Day Out, Old School Pervert. <laughs> and then ones like I don't know, like um, This Bitch, Slut. <laughs> <laughs> slut. Um, yeah, it's all like the sex songs, which is funny. Um, we will not be doing a season on that CD. So It'll be the shortest season ever. the Patreon edition. Twisted um, Wet Dreams featuring Bizarre. <laughs> All right, enough of that. That's a whole nother episode, a whole nother podcast. We have to do a little homework. We have to listen to this. She Ain't Afraid featuring Two Dope. Yeah, start uh, put throw that into the uh, YouTube machine, and we'll <laughs> everyone will hear that in a couple weeks when we talk about She Ain't Afraid. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that episode. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at all. All right, wrapping up, uh, what do you think of this song? In the pantheon, uh, what's the other word you always use for music? The little lexicon. Uh, that- no, there's another one, but I, I won't remember it. Um, <laughs> what are you thinking? First day out in your head. Um, what's the uh, what's the the verdict? I think uh, right the, in the middle. Cannon was the word I was cannon, for. the Juggalo Which, cannon. That means nothing to me in this, <laughs> uh, in this talk, but uh, um, right in the middle. It's there. It's a classic for its time, but it. Uh, I feel like it's just forgotten. It's definitely not one that's uh, revisited much on tours, and I don't feel like I'm hearing people bumping it out there. Maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you hearing people bump? You just driving down Southwest Detroit, hearing people bumping songs? Oh, well, we're at Astronomicon. I make the loops. I walk around the hotel and hear what people are listening to in their rooms. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> These are all goddamn lies. <laughs> <laughs> I make my way around. I hear what's going on in the culture. <laughs> you got your finger on the pulse yeah. of the juggalo culture. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah, I'm going to put it right in the middle. It's there. It's good. I enjoy it. But I don't think it's uh, revered by the masses as much as it used to be. It's interesting. I'd probably agree with you. I never thought of it until you said it like that. But, yeah, I like it. Probably top half of the CD for me. But it it is weird that it's a cover. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... And it's not because of who it's a cover of or, like, what their feelings are, but it's just, yeah, it's always weird when, like, your favorite song of something is from someone is a cover. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked about that in past episodes, right? Uh, yeah. Something about having your favorite be a cover or having it too far up is just... Here's se- the question. Seems dirty. At the, at the time when this was, like, like we said, Gathering O2 and, at, you know, that era... I feel like this surpassed First Day Out. Now, 20 years later, is it the uh, Johnny Cash Hurt? Did it pass the, the original? Pass the original, or are they both kind of just there? Or is the original still <clears throat> holding strong? I don't know. I feel like... It's weird because it's not, it's not a hit, I'd say, for either of them. You know, it's not like one of the big songs by ICP. That's right. it's kind of weird as a cover, but neither of us Hurt, I guess, when you think of Nine Inch Nails, but... It was for Johnny Cash, so yeah, to Twisted make it their own. And it's back to your point, you said, do people know it's a cover? To twi- is it a Twisted song now? or? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I guess that would be a good question for... Uh, we got a little Polsky for the internet. Yeah. <laughs> if, depending on your era, you know, where you what's came in, era? what you... 
that's a different podcast. <laughs> Depending on yeah, where you came in, who you liked, what you listened to. I guess you can say that about any cover. Like right? I knew the original at first. I would say there was a time where I put Twisted's above it. I thought Twisted's was cooler. Cooler was a better, better version. <laughs> I think, and this is not the podcast for this, but I feel like with newer fans, Carnival of Carnage and Ringmaster have lost their luster. Yeah. I don't think people think of them as like iconic CDs. I think mm-hmm. people think of them as trash. <laughs> like, it's maybe because of how they sing or how it sounds. I mean, it's an outdated sound for sure. Yeah. That's early 90s. 100%. But it, maybe on that aspect, it's lost its luster among the fans. But, like, if you've been a fan the whole time, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think this is a good version. I, I don't know if I like one better or the other. I think they're different. So I'm I'm not going to pick. You can't make me. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> just, a, just a question of Cimarron. I, I agree. I understand. <laughs> I understand. That's Pete's wrap-up line always. <laughs> well, there you have it. Um... <laughs> I think that's all I had. Do you have anything else for us about this wonderful song? No, just make sure when you get a steak, don't order it well done. Oh, man. <laughs> nice well done steak. Some nice ketchup. <laughs> Dry ass mouth. <laughs> I don't like I, I don't like steak in general. I, I like steak. It's just, you know, got to eat it in moderation. We're old men. We can't eat red meat. <laughs> I eat red meat. I just, I don't know. I'm not a steak eater. I also don't eat. I don't like chicken wings, and you've called me un-American for not liking chicken wings. <laughs> I'm, I, I wanted to, I forgot to, uh, time-stamping ourselves. I wanted to marinate some tonight for tomorrow morning. That's not time-stamping. That's <laughs> just saying we're recording at night. <laughs> I got to brine them the night before, so every time I want chicken wings, I never remember to brine them. So they just sit in the fridge more, or the <sighs> freezer. I don't like the bone. I don't like the gristle. I, don't, I just why I don't like My steak. My life's the same way. It's all uh, boneless, and I'm like, boneless isn't a chicken wing. They're good. They're just... Tiny chicken tenders. Yeah, but then you waste with all the... Oh, all right, we'll save this for the food <laughs> podcast. This is uh, the longest episode of the Juggalo Rewind that we've had so far. Uh, I am Peter. That is Chris. You can follow us at JuggaloRWD uh, on all the socials. You can email us at JuggaloRWD at gmail.com. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple, all those good things, or just go to the powerful tool that is the world wide web and go to <laughs> juggalo rewind.com where you can find not a whole lot but we put our hearts and soul into it just like this so it's growing it is it's growing just like madrock and violent j scrotums <laughs> just like the hunger deep inside them for that <laughs> steak and shrimp and catching a nut. <laughs> steak and shrimp, like, do those go good together? I guess it's like surf and turf, right? Yeah. It's always like a side, yeah. Add a, add a side of shrimp on that steak. I don't think I've ever had steak and shrimp. But Eat. I don't get steak. I nice probably, when I sing the Ryder song. <laughs> I've probably had <laughs> five steaks in the past 30 years. So I, <laughs> I don't know. What Let's about, go- like, uh, do you ever do steak tacos, you know? Get a flank steak? Very rare. You mean, no, very rarely. Oh, man. Missing out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyways. That's uh, all we got for today. Tune in next week for our next episode. What? What's our song next week? Somebody dissing you. Dum, bum, bum, dum. It's an, I like the little beat that kicks in. <laughs> all dum, right. Dum, 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 I gotta dum. go. This is, this is over. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you later.
Fuck. <laughs> All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of the Juggalo Rewind Most Tasteless has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you. (laughs) 